Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show, and I know that you're having a great day, and I want to wish all of my listeners out there, my national, international listeners, hello, and thank you for listening today. You know, have you ever wanted to be healthy, wealthy, and achieve quantum leaps in your businesses? Well, today, I am excited to have in my studio today a special guest, Miss Sin Hanna, whose entrepreneurial spirit led her to a number of successful ventures that ranged from working in Hollywood as a television producer, owning a high-tech recruiting firm, and selling real estate in a world-renowned ski resort. She transformed her life through an experience that she's going to share with us today, and she is a successful life coach and speaker. Sin teaches a proven and repeatable formula for success that has helped so many individuals reach quantum leaps in their businesses. So I want you to call your friends, tell them to tune in. If not, you know, they can download the show later through iTunes and there's podcast. And so one of the things I'm happy about having her on the show today is that she's going to share how you out there can reach new levels of awareness in your personal life and in your health. So I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access Dr. B through these channels. And I want you to visit my website, www.drbarbyyoung.com. And you can download my new app, which is Dr. Barbie Young. It's all one word. So again, I want to introduce you and present my guest today, Miss Sin Hanna. Hi there, Miss Sin. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great, and thank you so much for having you on my on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have one of your caliber on this show, and I know that the listeners out there are going to really reap rewards and great benefits from hearing you today. And you know, I want your listeners to know that this show is for everyone around the globe, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. So... <laughs> Before we begin, I want to share with the listeners a bit about your, your journey and or have you share a little bit about your journey because really, Sin, you have done a wonderful, wonderful job so far with your life experiences. And I know that like many of us, we had the good, the bad, and the ugly, but the thing is that you overcame so many things in your life. So what would you say has been the, the greatest transformation experience that you've had in your life? Well, um, I would say the greatest one, there's been many, as you said, that I've had a chance and opportunity to learn and grow from, but my biggest one was, um, well, just to give you just a little background on that was that I was basically a single mom since my son was three years old, and wow. it was always just my son and I, and I thought, when we, we were like kindred spirits, and when he was growing up, I always thought, We've got to have had other lives together because there was just that really strong bond. Oh, wow. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really, it was, it was fun. He was fun. I loved having that strong connection. But then for me, the unimaginable happened, and he was my only child, and he died. He died at the age of 21 years, 21. Oh, wow. So, Sin, I'm so um, sorry to hear that, and 
uh, we share something in common. My daughter, who was my youngest, died at age 29, almost 30. So I can wow. relate. We oh, don't expect to outlive that. our children. We do not. No, no, but... Everybody says that, but then once, as you know, you're a member of this club, there are yes. so many parents who have lost a child, so then it's sort of like, well, we don't expect it, but it's not that um, unusual. It's mm-hmm. not that uncommon. Mm-hmm. And as you know, heart-wrenching as it is, there are a lot of us out there. But for me, I remember two days after he died, I was sitting in church, it was a Sunday morning, and I was feeling inspired, which seems like a contradiction, but there mm-hmm. it was. I just felt all this energy around me, and it was as though things were being downloaded into my head. Mm-hmm. And, the, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you had a similar experience at all. I had a similar experience. I did. <laughs> but this is there. about you, so I want to hear your, your, your experience. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um. So it was as though these ideas or thoughts were just being downloaded into my head. And the first one was that um, your greatest fear has already happened. So what do you have to be afraid of now? And at that time, I was coaching part-time, but I was doing it undercover. (laughs) You know, I wasn't getting out there and telling people what I was doing. I lived in a small town, and I was thought of as a businesswoman. Uh And I had these voices in my head that would say, Who do you think you are? What will people think? And I allowed those voices to keep me, you know, from pursuing my passion. And I I knew it was my calling, and I felt like it was my purpose, but I let those voices keep me playing small. And so I thought, well, I guess it is. It's time for me to start start walking through my fears. And um, the next one that came to me was um, that it was time for me to start stepping into my greatness, whatever that was for me. And those are the exact words that came. And so I was thinking, oh, my gosh, this is like a call for me. This is the wake-up call. And I was realizing, as you probably did too, when somebody you love that you don't expect to leave so early, that you, it makes it very real how, life, how short life is. And yes, that even indeed. if we live to 90... Uh-huh. It's short, uh, uh-huh. you know, and so it just it may really made it go in. A, it had a big impact on me that I don't want to waste any time living small or not doing what I love. And so one of the things that was really holding me back was that I was terrified. And people might be able to relate to this one. I was terrified of public speaking. <laughs> like I was a kind of person that if I went around in a group and I even had to say my name and where I was from, my whole insides would quiver. <laughs> I don't know if you, <laughs> you ever felt that no, way. No, you're not alone. Me. You're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Many people so, have said that who are now on the stage, interestingly yes. enough, speaking. Yes. Yeah, no, I got what I understood. Yes. And so, and that was really holding me back from being a coach that I couldn't get out there and, you know, speak about what I taught or anything. Mm-hmm. And so sitting there in church, I just decided that it was time to start walking through my fears and that I was going to start by speaking at my son's memorial service. And so that day um, mm-hmm. was the first time I ever spoke in public, and it was in front of 500 people on, you know, what was obviously a difficult day. But what I got was that I would never be able to honor my son in that way in that moment ever again. Again, that's, that's right. You and know, who better no- could talk about Dex 
because I know the name of your son, because I read your, a little bit about you, and that who better could talk about him and the impact he had while he was on this earth and that special bond that you two had than you, Sen. Who better could say that? So that's wonderful. One of the things I'm very impressed with, I like the term, and I've, you don't hear it very often, walking uh-huh. through my fears. <laughs> and uh, elaborate a little bit on that, because I think many people out there, it's like recognizing you have the fears, but it's almost like you sort of chrono- uh, did a chronological order. Fear one, fear two, fear three, and I'm walking through you. <laughs> And I like that metaphorically how that sounds. I'm walking through my fears. That's a sound that's a that's a book title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. I um I have another book title too. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's like those things that kind of scare us, we're never going to be able to we just have to do them. We have to do them afraid. Because sitting on the couch, thinking about them, rehearsing them over and over again, we can prepare, be prepared, but it's never going to take that fear away. So I knew I was just going to have to do some of these things afraid and just get out there and do them. And that by doing them, I would get better and that would build my confidence. What do you, what do you, when you looked at your fears, and I know many listeners out there, you know, we all have had them. What, what um, insights did you get about maybe where they came from, where did this, because there's always a beginning of that being placed in us and, and, and oftentimes having to, as you say, well, I used to say root it out, but it's identifying when I went back in my childhood experiences. So I want to know, as you walk back, Sin, what did you identify that maybe that fear came from that you had to confront and say, no. I'm not that, or I will become, I will take charge of my life, and I will do this. And say, I am more than that. Yeah, um, you're more than enough. <laughs> yeah, more than those fears, more than those limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, mine come from childhood. I had a pretty scary childhood. Um, but but I I do believe that it it doesn't matter where they come from. Mm-hmm. that you can start to be a different person today and you can take action steps in the direction you want to go and that you don't really have to understand where they're from, you know, where mm-hmm. they first originated mm-hmm. from. Some people it helps, but some people it keeps them in the the research, the why versus the forward action. Well, the only the reason I ask that question is because I know um, from my coaching experiences, when we identify, maybe go back and say some of these, and then what did you learn from that, and take them forward, not have them stay in the moment, but recognizing that that came, that emanated from that, and let's walk away from that and put that in the past. So uh, that's why I asked that question, because they do come from someplace, those limiting beliefs, as we call them, many of them, or the inner critic that's always telling you you can't do, you won't be anything, as, and much of what you heard that little inner voice telling you. But walking through your fears is first knowing that you're more than enough. So how did you overcome some of these challenges? Did Were you using a coach? Uh, how did you find or overcome them? Well, when right, well, so after my son died, I um, it was interesting because what I teach now, many of the steps mm-hmm. I just intuitively got to do. I had not studied this at that time, mm-hmm. and so I started a gratitude list, which 
seems pretty basic now, but to me it was new, a new idea. And so every uh-huh. night I was, well, I had three things on my list to begin with, and that was all. And it was that I'd ever had my son, that my dog, and my boyfriend, who's now my husband. And mm-hmm. I was really working on putting my attention on what I do have in my life versus mm-hmm. what was missing. Um, and then I also... Um, was looking for the gifts that were coming out of this experience. Mm-hmm. And for me, they were that I had was becoming a much more compassionate person because, you know, you know, you've had that experience. Mm-hmm. Once your heart's ripped open, mm-hmm. you, you can have compassion for other people's pain because you know how deep it might go. That's right. And, that is right. Yeah. So, how do, uh, you know, one of the things that intrigues me, too, is that sin. You know, when I looked at your background and where, where you've come from and all the things you've done, how did coaching, what was it that, um, that happened that you knew that coaching was really my thing and that's what you needed to do? Well, when I was in college, psychology was my favorite subject. But I did not become a psych major. And then through all my life, I have read, you know, self-help books, all that sort of thing has always been what I I love mm-hmm. and what I've had an interest in. Mm-hmm. And when I had my um, recruiting company, I started knowing I want to be a counselor of some sort. And I looked mm-hmm. into becoming a therapist and for me to do the school, it was going to require me to be away from my son during my son during the summer, which I did mm-hmm. not want to do. And I also thought I really want to take people forward. I don't want to go over the, you know, the back, you know, what their childhood. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to be moving people forward. And then I heard about coaching not mm-hmm. that long after that, and I was like, that's what I want to do. That's perfect. And this is when life coaching was just really getting going. I mean, I know it's been mm-hmm. around longer, but when it was becoming a little more mainstream. And I went and got certified immediately. And then I was kind of like, well, I'm not sure what to do with this. And I had another <laughs> good business going. And so um, it took quite a while for me to, as I said, I was kind of doing it undercover, didn't public <laughs> speak. But I knew, I've always known. And I felt like all the things I went through in childhood, and then my son was still alive at that time, I just felt Uh like all that, it made sense to go through all that to be able to use it for something um, to help other people. It's really interesting how many of us learn to live our lives from failures and from tragedies. Um, And so my thing was when I hit a rough spot, it was asking myself, what is it trying to teach me? What am I to mm-hmm. learn? Because yeah. the lessons aren't always happy ones, but they keep coming. And it's what are some of the principles that you learned that come into play with your clients? Um, that and that makes you stand out, sin as a coach. Because I've heard so much about you and such good things as well. Well, one of the things that I think that makes me stand out as a coach is that I am not impressed by anyone's conditions or circumstances. Mm-hmm. So whether they think, whether they're, we would call them small or we would call them big, mm-hmm. I am not. And so I have a lot of compassion for people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, as soon as I make agreement with a client's circumstances, I'm of, I am of no help to them. And so mm-hmm. I'm really good. I can stand firm for them when they can't for themselves mm-hmm. so that they can achieve the results they want. Because I just look at the circumstances as we're going to go around that, through it, mm-hmm. over it, under, whatever it might be. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get impressed with that. 
So that's well, one, one thing. One of I the think things it sense. sounds like to me, you're also saying that you're non-judgmental, and when that happens, when you're non-judgmental, people can feel that, and they can, you know, relate to that and really open up to you. So I really want to applaud you for sharing. Uh, some of your pain and some of the things that you have learned and your life's calling as a coach. That is wonderful. And so, listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back because we've got more things we want to get out of Missing Hannah today. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things, the right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuations. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that generates monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what we do here at Spartan Invest. Our mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest helps investors create passive income and wealth through ownership of turnkey rental properties in Birmingham, Alabama. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Hello there, and welcome back to my show today and my guest, Miss Sin Hanna, who is this great woman who has had several careers before transforming her life to become a coach today. And she's doing a wonderful job. And we were just talking about some of the core beliefs or practices that that have helped her. And some of the things that we talked about, Sin, too, I think was the most important thing is that you are non-judgmental. You didn't quite use those words, but the fact that you are and people's conditions and circumstances don't don't move you or sway you in any way. But I want to ask you, um, what's the first thing that people, because uh, there are many people out there who are listening and they're all over the globe uh, and might not understand, what's the first thing that they need to be aware of when they want to make changes? Uh, my life is a mess. I'm in an unhappy relationship or I have my life sucks. I hear that a lot. I'm in a rut. What do I need to do to make a change? What's the first thing I need to do? Well, the first thing to be aware of and the first thing to do and to me are different. So the first thing to be aware of is you can't do this alone. Because if we could, we'd already have the success in the life we want to be living. And I know that was true of myself. I kept hitting this limit of the success I was having until I went and um, had a mentor. Mm -hmm. I also had a spiritual counselor through my grief Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing to be aware of. And that doesn't make us wrong. Oftentimes people go, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not doing it. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. you're not alone. And so so from there... uh, the, ne- the next step is you want to get very clear on what it is you want to create. So many people, like, let life happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, the job shows up, and then they're in it for 10 years, and it wasn't really what they set out or wanted to do, or they don't even love it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like building a house. You wouldn't do it without a blueprint. You wouldn't just have the, you know, the framers start coming and, you know, putting up boards, and then you'd say, well, we'll just see how it turns out. So the first step is to get very clear on what mm-hmm. it is they would love their life to look and feel like. And do you have them do that exercise when they first come to you is to really hone in on what it is they want to make changes in and create that new reality? Yes, absolutely. That's the first starting point. And I help them. Not everybody knows what it is they would love, but they, I help them pay attention to their longing and their discontent because these are signs from you know life that are saying, it's time mm-hmm. to make some changes. So we pay attention to those, and then I can help them pull out what it is that they would love. If they don't, lots of people do know. They're just not doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're in the business they want to be in, but it's not quite as successful um, you know, as they would love. Well, are you finding that there is a growing proliferation of people who just don't know where they're going, uh, need help, uh, don't have a clear vision, but then they seek counseling or they seek a coach, and then they don't put it in action. Sin, uh, you know, uh, that's a dilemma. How do how do you handle that? Um, yes, well, that's why they do come for help because they're not. I mean, first they might not mm-hmm. be clear on their vision, but once they are, and a lot of people are, when I start working with them, and they aren't putting it in action, and because. We have something called paradigms, and Mm -hmm. these are our thoughts, habits, and beliefs, and they pretty much shape our view of ourselves in the world, and they act Mm -hmm. like this internal thermostatic setting. So the first, you've got to start to be aware how your paradigms show up. So there's some common ways they show up. 
that people can then start to work with that but pay attention to how they're owned because they show up as logic, reason, practicality, you know, things where you think you should listen, we believe they're mm-hmm. true. Those, you know, I had those voices in my head saying, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the four most common ways they're going to show up is distraction. We know what that is. We think we're going to take that step and then we do something else. And then there's delay. We keep putting it off, and um, perfectionism falls into delay because we think, I'll do it when I've researched, when I'm better at it. And what we Mm -hmm. really want to be doing is taking massive imperfect action towards what it is we want to be achieving. And then dissuasion, like those voices in my head. Mm -hmm. And then there's DEFCON 3, and this is when we have physiological responses in our body. So it could be from overwhelm, confusion, we're tired, we're scared, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And these paradigms have this really strong gravitational pull to them. Yeah, they, they think do. their job, as you know, is to keep us right where we are. And as soon as right. we even have the th- a thought of a bigger life, boom, up they come. So, that that, so I help people so overcome true. their paradigms. Well, tell me this. Uh, do, you, do you feel that, well, I'm going to ask you this question, and if you can answer this, great. But do you have more female clients than male clients? It's interesting. I had... Almost all women for a while, and I thought mm-hmm. I would love to have some men. Then the balance mm-hmm. shifted where I had more men <laughs> than women. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. And right now I'm about 50-50. Well, that's interesting. Uh, but it's good to know uh, because I've always recognized that men need help too. And for so many years we've had <clears throat> shows that focus on women, television shows, and one of them was Oprah, who really, you know, focused a lot on women's women's issues. And a lot of the shows would talk about the issues we, we go through. Even Dr. Oz talk about a health issues and beauty. But there's not a lot out there for men. And there are three things that I feel that impact men. Well, I mean, it's like the whole their whole psychology is that they're a man if they like sports, drink, and sex. And so <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah. And so it's like being a man is a combo of all three of these things. But men have issues that they have to deal with. And so I just wanted to get your take on, if you can say in a general way, what are some of their issues that we really need to be thinking about? Because I know that there are a lot of men who are hurting, and a lot of you out there are hurting, and maybe you don't have a coach. And so, Sin, what would you say to men out there who might be hurting? What are some of the challenges that they are facing that you see in today's time? Well, men typically are the breadwinner and Mm -hmm. want to do well for their family, so oftentimes they're working so hard, they are overwhelmed, they're tired, and they don't have the time to be present for their family. So maybe a lot of their challenges are to create more free time without sacrificing the income that they're generating. Or, you know, I have clients who have that and men who've had that dilemma, and when they worked the principles that I worked with them, they ended up making generating more money in less time and having mm-hmm. more free time to be with their family. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes men get stuck in one job that they don't love. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like I have a good life. They are scared to give Mm -hmm. up the good for the great. Mm -hmm. And so to make that shift over to something that would really speak to them and that they would really love um, is a scary step for them. You know, like possibly going into business for themselves. 
Do they talk about relationships? Do some of them come and because one another big issue, one of our biggest shows and hottest shows was about male relationships, just talking about men and the relationships among themselves and with with partners. So I'm I'm oh, just yeah. curious. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're no different than women in that mm-hmm. m- most of the men that I know and talk to and even, you know, just friends want to be mm-hmm. in a partnership. You know, we're kind of hardwired that way. Now, that's mm-hmm. not true of everybody, right. but the me- men want it too. They want to be with someone that fits well with them, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. supports them, you know, their dreams and their ambitions. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're actually more similar than we think in regards to that. Yeah. like women, you know. Well, I'm glad to see that you're addressing them and that you have a lot of men, you know, who are reaching out to you. So that's great. What do you think uh, has been your biggest achievement thus far? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that my biggest achievement is um, one: the way I feel inside after. Really, the death of my son, because mm-hmm. there was a while there, I was like, God, am I coming back? <laughs> you know, I wanted to yeah. work on all these things. But as you probably may have experienced, too, I just sort of felt dead inside mm-hmm. and was actually at one point afraid whether I'd ever come back to life again, like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no personality the first two years mm-hmm. when I was heavy grieving. Mm-hmm. And so that, because I do, I have a really great life, and I mm-hmm. love my life, and I feel alive and vibrant. So that, that, and then also going over to the field that I love. And I mm-hmm. public speak now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Very well. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I think it's just all of it. It's like, and I think this would be anyone's biggest accomplishment is creating a life you love because we got to, you know, walk through our fears, as we were saying earlier, to get there. Mm-hmm. So just to have done that. Well, it takes a lot of courage, and I want to uh, admire you for coming out of that because, yes, uh, the death of a child and having to come out of that grieving process and go on with life, but which leads me to to ask, how do you find, how do you balance your life now with rac- relaxation? You've got a great relationship going on, it seems, with a partner. So how do you balance your life with ra- relaxation? I don't really use the word balance. Now, balance mm-hmm. may resonate for some. I like to use the word harmony. Okay. Because if I'm in harmony with what it is I want to be doing, because there's times I work many, many hours, but mm-hmm. I don't feel out of balance because I'm doing mm-hmm. what I love. That's good. And so I feel like I am in harmony. So, But I, my, my relationships are important to me. Mm-hmm. I, have, so I set aside time for them. Mm-hmm. I go to the gym most mornings. I probably work out five days a week. I'm up super early to fit that in. Mm-hmm. And I, so I work with a calendar and I put in there what are called my rocks, the most important mm-hmm. things. I, I put them in there and then I kind of put the other stuff around that. And that okay. keeps me in harmony with what's important to me. Well, and I'm glad that because I think as a coach, uh, and we have a lot of coaches today, Sam, let's say they're coaches and coaches and coaches and coaches. Um, and, but, the thing is that they find balance for themselves or, as you say, be in harmony with themselves. And obviously you have that. So I want to just throw that out to the listeners, too, because it is so important to find that harmony, I'm using your word, um, with your life and being able because it's that work, 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 
all the time, but working with something you love. And even if you're on a job, I found this, and I'm just sharing this for those of you out there. I found that even though when I was on a job that I really, it wasn't my passion, but I found something um, that was on the sideline opportunity that gave me joy. And that was working with youth uh, in, a, in a setting where I was able to work with them in a mentoring um, you know, setting. But it gave me joy and to help me to keep that balance and to keep that harmony in my life. So who inspires you, Sin, and, and who do you read? Who do you read and, and who inspires you? Well, my mentor, Mary Morrissey, inspires me greatly, mm-hmm. and um, I listen to Bob Proctor, and what do I read? I read <laughs> my books, a lot of them are written a long time ago, so I love okay. The Science of Getting Rich. I read out of <laughs> okay. that. That was written in 1910. I read out of that most days. I mm-hmm. read out of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I love the power of awareness. Um, so these are kind of the books that I read. Yeah. And I like them because they keep me remembering that my mindset, my thoughts are the most important place where everything starts and that I am always a choice to how I'm going to think about something. Always, Good. no matter how Good. big it is, no matter how small. And that's the one thing when my son died, when I was sitting in church that day, the one Thing, one of the other things that came to me was that it was my thinking or my attitude that was going to get me through that. So how did I, mm-hmm. how I chose to look at this experience was what was really going to get me through. You used a very important word, and you've used it uh, a couple of times, if not three times. And I want the listeners to really pick up on that, and it is about the word choice. You choose. You choose. It's always your choice. I am so enamored with the power of choice that I actually teach it <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. because it everything that's given to us, no matter what it may be, uh, it is a choice. Our, the choice is always ours. And we make sometimes good choices. Sometimes they are uninformed choices. I don't like to say bad choices and say uninformed choices. But ultimately, Sin, you made the choice to be where you are today. So what is one of your favorite quotes uh, before we go on break? What's one of your favorite quotes? Huh. Think boldly, <laughs> act bravely, accomplish brilliantly is the one that comes to mind right now. I, off the cuff. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, at least you got a quote. You know? <laughs> you're clear <laughs> on your vision where you're going. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely and, wonderful in telling others how they can go through changes in their lives and most importantly, one of the things you said is people have to be clear on their visions because they're always, they're paradigms that are coming up. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and I'm going to talk about, give you a little quiz, the most courageous thing you've ever done. And if you could go back in time when you were 20, what would you tell yourself? So stay tuned, listeners. We're going to be back with Sin Hannah. I got a couple of more questions for her. So we'll be right back after commercial break. Thank you for listening. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things. The right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuations. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that generates monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what we do here at Spartan Invest. Our mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest helps investors create passive income and wealth through ownership of turnkey rental properties in Birmingham, Alabama. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to the Transformation for Success show, and I hope you're enjoying the interview today with my special guest, Miss Sin Hanna, whose entrepreneurial spirit led her to a number of successful ventures. So this lady has done a lot of things, ranging from working in Hollywood as a television producer, and she owned a high-tech recruiting firm in a very in Silicon Valley. Some of you may know of Silicon Valley or heard of it. And then she sold real estate in a world-renowned ski resort. So she is with us today sharing how she transformed her life through an experience uh, with the death of her son, Dex, and how today she is a successful life coach and speaker. So welcome back, Sin. I'm so happy to be on the show today. And, you know, as we, we, we left off, we were talking about your favorite quotes and who inspires you. And so I want to know, what advice would you give to someone out there 
who might be thinking about pursuing your same dream of being a coach, what would you tell them? I would tell them, I would tell anyone with any dream to to go for it, Mm -hmm. that you would not have this dream, this idea, um, if you didn't have a way to bring it about, if you did Mm -hmm. not have the capabilities inside of you. Now, you might not see how you're going to do it, how it's possible, (laughs) but if you have that um, idea and a burning desire, you need to take steps towards it. It was like me. I I was terrified of public speaking. I started coaching while I was terrified of public speaking. But you overcame that, and look at you today. And she speaks from the stage. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I do. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you another favor. Since we know each other, I want you to finish my my next sentences. I'm going to ask you quickly. The most courageous I'm, thing I've ever done is. I went rock climbing. Now, I have, I have a lot of fears because I've had a lot of things happen in childhood, and I'm really afraid of heights, really afraid. And I went rock climbing, and I was so proud of myself. You ought to be proud of yourself, lady. I don't know <laughs> if I could do that. <laughs> and if you could go back in time to when you were 20, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to trust to trust that everything is going to work out and to go for what you love. Don't wait. Don't put it on hold. Go do it now. <laughs> Life is short. I think that is great. Thank you so much. You know, um, I was asked that question when I was on a panel, uh, a judge panel for the Miss California um, pageant not too long ago. And they, I had no idea they were going to ask me that question. So it was like, and many of the young ladies on the stage were, you know, young. And I was kind of stymied for what would I have told myself when I was 20. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, mm-hmm. A lot of answers I could have given, but I think I gave a sufficient. And plus, I was on television. So uh, it was very interesting. So thank you for sharing that. What do you believe the biggest lesson you have learned so far? And my whole life is to mm-hmm. to be myself and to be comfortable with that. I'm not going to please everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to like me. So just be myself. If I'm just being someone else, there's going to be people that aren't going to like that person either. So to just be authentically me and to be comfortable in my skin and to go for what I want and to stand up for what I believe in. And that's good, and that comes with maturity sin, too, because you've been through a lot of things, and that means, for the listeners out there, that it takes work. It takes work to get there to where you feel good enough to say that about oneself. So I want to thank you, too, for sharing with our listeners today. If there's a takeaway today that you'd want the listeners to have, what would it be, Sin? I would want them to know that believe your dream is possible. As I said earlier, you can't have an idea and a true desire without there being a way to bring it about. Uh And for them to know that there truly is a power inside of them that is greater than any condition or circumstance that they might think is standing in their way. Uh And successful people start with the end result in mind. So just get that clear on that vision, what it is you love, and then just take the next indicated step. And then another one will appear, and you take that and you take that. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about what you would love to have your life look like, don't 
start thinking about how you're going to get there because then you're going to shrink your what. That is so true. And I, and I thank you for sharing that, which sort of leads me to, as we talk about the listeners and those who, the, your takeaway today, we have a growing number of millennials that the statistics say that by 2025, there will be 11 million millennials. This is our new workforce. This is our new uh, individuals that we'll have to share and care for. What would you say to millennials and how do you how do you reach out to them? Because it's a whole different, you know, it's a whole different culture out there. They're with social media. Uh, they're very interactive with their social media. So how do we get to them, Sen? How would you? And what do you think we're, where we're headed? Well, I don't you mean where they're headed or where we're headed. I don't well, know where about we're headed that. with them because we're going to be around. <laughs> yes. I'm planning on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think as it, we need to meet every generation with where they are, and so that would be with social media. Okay. Because that's what, how they are relating to people, and so that's where you're going to meet them. And also to give them hope to... No, because it seems like a lot of them, the story, a lot of stories that I, I'm hearing are some of these people, they're still living at home with their parents, even though they're older, they're not as ambitious, and then there's, I have six nephews, and they're all really doing really, really well, so it's mm-hmm. a mix, mm-hmm. but, but for them, too, to know that if, if there's not a job available, go create one. I met this incredible woman the other day, and she said, there wasn't any jobs, so I opened my own business. And then, then her business, she looked at her biggest competitor and said, I'm going to do what they're not doing, you know, the, the niche they're not filling. Mm-hmm. And she has a very successful business. So it's a matter of getting creative mm-hmm. and well, knowing yes. that, that they can create whatever it is that they want and be well, willing the- to put the effort in. Well, you're absolutely right. One of the things that I do know, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics report that in a few years, there will, there will be thousands of people who will be without jobs because of technology. So mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, a technological society as we move more and more into that with robots doing some of the work. So it's going to require retooling, retraining um, people to become more socially, I guess, technology literate uh, in order to survive and possibly people who are looking at going into businesses for themselves. So I thank you for sharing that because, yes, we're going to have to be get with it. And I am going to be doing a television show and I'm putting that out there right now. I'm going to do a TV show with millennials, five millennials on my television show. And we're going to talk about are millennials getting a bad rap? Because we want to hear from them. So I'm probably going to do a series. And um, so anyway, I'll be letting all of folks out there know when this television show is up. But I just want to thank you so much uh, for being on the show today and sharing so much of yourself with the listeners. One of the things that um, I wanted to, you know, you were talking about, I talked about a quote and I know you've got another quote within you. So I want you to give me that quote that you can share with the listeners out there today. <laughs> yeah. Well, after you asked that question, one came to mind that I, I say often, and that is contempt prior to investigation will keep a man in everlasting ignorance. 
Oh wow. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Do you know who yeah. do you know who where that came from? It came from the AA Big Book. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I, I just want to just just absolutely share a little bit, and both of us, as we conclude the show today, because there's so much to, to share. And what I've heard you say, and I'm taking a quote that I use from Robert Louis Stevenson, who said, old or young, we're on our last cruise, and we want to make it mean something. So mm-hmm. some of us may be on the last cruise, but it is what I heard you say today. If I could sum it up, learn to live your life. And learn all your life. Learn from your failures, but learn from your successes as well. And so when you hit a rough spot, such as sin did in your life, you ask yourself, what is it trying to teach me? And I've had to do that sin many times when there have been rough spots. And as I said earlier, the lessons aren't always happy ones, but they keep on coming. And for me, it wasn't a bad idea to, and I still continue to do this and I encourage you listeners to occasionally pause for that inward look because we keep on living and learning and we learn by maturing and growing older some of us I hate to say (laughs) but we learn by caring more as sin has pointed out and we learn by loving more sin I agree we learn by suffering I know many people may not agree with me on that but we do If we begin to say, and I know in one of your instances, you talked about asking God why. And God said, never ask him why. Actually, I said I was never going to ask why. I said I was never going to ask why. You said you were never going to ask why. Yeah, at the beginning of it, I decided I am never going to ask why me. I never asked about my daughter's death, about why. Because he spoke to me very clearly and said, don't ask me why questions, ask me what questions. So I thought uh, that was what you had gotten, was yes. <laughs> what questions. <laughs> and yeah, so, what questions are more empowering? Yes, they really are. So yes. as you say, people need to be clear on their visions. They need to be clear where they're going and start living their dream life. What do you think is a, you know, a dream life is different to everybody. So yes. when you're talking with some of your clients, how do they do you ask them to describe their dream life? Yeah, I ask them if imagine it's 3 years from now and you could be living any life you want. Tell me what that would look like. Okay. Yeah. And if they don't know, I ask them um tell me a time when you were really happy what was going on or what are you doing when time passes quickly, you know, and you lose track of time. And I, mm-hmm. I just ask them a lot of questions to help them pull out when they feel the most alive. That's great. What kind of responses do you normally get when people ask you about uh, their dream, you know, their, living their dream, their dream life? What questions do they ask me? No. What do they I, I need to say understand your question. What a dream life is like. I'm just saying in general. I, I don't want you to bit you know, revealing your clients' disclosures, but I'm just getting a general idea of what do people see as a dream life? Well, actually, and most people know what they want. They might be afraid to let it out, but most people do know what they want, and most people want to have loving relationships. They want good health. They Mm -hmm. want financial, you know, time and money freedom. They Mm -hmm. want to be able to come and go as they want. 
what businesses they're in is, is a wide range. People want to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to spend time with their family. It's, it's pretty basic stuff for the most part. There's different levels of how high people want to take it. You know, I work, work with a range of clients. I have one who wants to be famous, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and is on their way. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's just, it's really it comes down well, to the same stuff. It is comforting Love, to know. Love, health, and money, <laughs> which is, represents freedom. Right. But it's comforting to know because you named some things, and I, I want to share that, repeat what you said. Loving relationships, seems that you said that first thing. Loving relationships, people want that. And we find mm-hmm. with the radio talk shows, when we talk about relationships and how to find more love and how to have a good relationship, it's number one. Number two, people want health. They want good health. Without good health, you can't have a good lo- loving relationship. They want financial right. security, and they want that freedom. Did I hear you say freedom? Uh, yeah. With financial freedom, with finances intact, it gives you that freedom to live the best life. So I want to just thank you so much for, again, for sharing and being on the show today and just really know that we learn by truly giving our best and expecting the best. I have mm-hmm. a quote that I like to share as I come to at the end of the show is that we find that the world loves talent, but it pays off on character. So I want to thank you again for listening. And we know that the listeners out there have enjoyed Miss Sin Hannah and some of her great transformational experiences she's had in her life. And Sin, again, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your dream and sharing a part of who you really are. So thank you for being, again, my guest on the show today. So this is Dr. Barbara Young, uh, your radio talk show host, signing off until next Tuesday. And I want you to remember to be inspired, be motivated, be encouraged, be challenged, be forever transformed for the greatness within you. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.